Hey, this is Jim. Welcome to Silent Sales Machine Radio. We've got an awesome episode for you today with a guest who I'll bring on in just a moment. The story this guy has blew me away. I didn't know anything about his business story, his numbers, where he was at. He joined our coaching program just a few months ago. So this interview is happening. This episode happened middle of February, 2021. Towards the end of the year in 2020 is when he got started. His first partial month was November of 2020. So we're talking just a few months into his journey at this point. And he just had a $50,000 month. Literally his third month, he nearly hit $50,000 in sales on Amazon at a very healthy margin, 70% plus margin. Or excuse me, that's his ROI. Incredible numbers that this guy's putting up very, very quickly. And he actually stepped away from a $100 million business in order to start doing Amazon because he wanted the flexibility. He wanted to be able to make decisions on his own time, to take to work when he wanted to work and not work when he didn't want to work, to be able to take his business with him anywhere in the world and have it continue operating and functioning. And he's got all that with his Amazon business. And he literally walked away from a $100 million business that he was running. He owned it. It was his. And he, he sold his share and got out of it and discovered Amazon replens. Yes, this is another replens episode. And you'll hear from the guest today. He had no idea what replens were. He heard us talk about it on the podcast. And that's how he got started in our community was this podcast that you're listening to right now. And he heard us talk about replens and he didn't know what it was and he figured it out and he describes it today. So if you're still wondering, what is this replens thing? Well, today Kang tells us exactly what it is from his vantage point. And I think the more times you hear it, the simpler it gets. Don't overcomplicate this business model. The fact is there are millions of products that you could be selling on Amazon right now that are easily sourced off of store shelves and off of online shopping that you could be sending in and making incredible profits on. You don't have to believe me. Listen to the dozens of podcast guests that we've had recently telling you how this business model works. Or scroll through the hundreds of recent success stories in our free Facebook group. Go to silentgym.com and you can see a link to our free Facebook group, 63,000 plus people in there. Hundreds of recent success stories. And I forgot to tell you, Kang was a coaching student of ours. So he jumped into coaching. That really gave him an accelerated boost into these incredible numbers. And you heard me right, almost $50,000 in his third month. That's incredible. It's just he and his wife doing this business and he's gonna tell you all about it. So the first half hour, 45 minutes, it's his background, his entrepreneurial journey. He went to school, he got a job he didn't like. So he started a business, grew it to a $100 million business, kind of cashed out and thought, what next? And that's when he got into the replens model. One thing that stood out to me as you, as you hear him talk He's far more excited about this model where he's working with his wife out of their home, selling $50,000 just last month and way more than that coming this month as the month comes to an end. He's way more excited about that than he was when he was going full speed running his own nine-figure business. I thought that was very interesting and you'll enjoy the contrast there as well. So thanks for joining us, Business Building Warrior. I love doing this show. I love the interesting people that I get to meet who are building incredible businesses and as always, if you go to silentgym.com and look in the show notes for this episode, you're going to see links to everything that Kang and I talk about today, including our coaching program, the Proven Amazon course, which is what Kang used to get started, and some of the resources that he mentions, which there's not many of them. This is a very simple 
business model. Truly simple. And I think today, hopefully in your mind, it will be even clearer exactly what it is we're talking about as to how you can build a business on Amazon with a very simple strategy that costs very little money to get started, putting money in the bank very quickly. It's a big opportunity. Hope you're not ignoring it. So let's jump over and get Kang on the line right now. You're going to enjoy meeting this guy. So Kang, welcome to the show. Thank you for inviting me. Uh, it's an, definitely an honor. I've been listening to you for, uh, what, 339 episodes now? So wow. it's, uh, it's a bit surreal that uh, you know I'm finally on it. So, But thank you for the invite. Man, it's great having you here. Thanks for agreeing to do it. You know, that's one of the things a lot of people that we invite to the show, they still have jobs or they're not necessarily comfortable letting other people know that they're succeeding. Uh, which by the way, if that's you listeners out there listening, we can use your first name and do audio only. That's fine. But still some people just don't agree. So anytime someone does agree to, to come on the show, we're certainly grateful because uh, it represents the success in our community so well. But I, I really want to dive into your story, King. I, I don't know a whole lot about it. I got a little bio but I know that uh, you must have had something interesting going on because, you know, someone on our team, probably maybe even me, we reached out to you and said, hey, you want to be on the show? And you agreed. So yeah. let's jump in. Yeah, yeah. I'll go back a little bit so that, um, you know, the listeners can understand my journey a little bit. I am uh, from an Asian family. We immigrated to the States um, when I was four. And um, like any parent you would ask that uh, immigrated to another country, they would tell you the same answer is, you know, they, they work so that they can give their, uh, their kids a, a better life than they had. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, my father, you know, said, uh, get yourself a degree, get yourself a good job and marry a good woman. And uh, after that, my job is done. So <laughs> gladly obeyed, did that. Uh, got my bachelor's degree, you know, along the way, it, it never felt right. I never enjoyed going to school. And I think it's because of my, uh, my personality. I've always uh, questioned things. I've always asked why, <laughs> you know, when I was little, uh, everything was, why do I have to do this? Why do I have to do that? And uh, very rebellious in nature. So throughout school, I never really excelled because, you know, the classes that I enjoy, I did very well with very little effort. And the classes that I didn't enjoy, I did very bad, very poorly. You know, along that, that journey, I, um, I kind of asked my dad, Hey, do I really need to, to finish school? Like, do, like, I think I can make it on my own. Like, I, but he says, you know, he told me the only thing you owe me is this degree. So go get it. Mm -hmm. So I got it. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, finished my bachelor's degree. And then after I got out of college, I, um, I was like, you know, uh, I spent a lot of time, spent money on this. I'm not just going to waste it. So let's, let's make something of this degree. So, I started to uh, really dive in and learned uh, a lot about my chosen field. I was in, uh, you know, did computers and business. And uh, I really um, worked really hard to, you know, get all the certifications and learn as much as I could. And after about four years, I kind of climbed to a point where I couldn't go up anymore um, as, as far as in salary. Um, I, I was well in the six figures and, you know, making, you know, um, you know, working alongside with people that are near retirement, really. Sure. So, and you, I so you're, one, you're one of the young guys kind of coming in, but you'd kind of peak, worked your way up very quickly for you. You got all your certifications. I remember I was kind of in that arena for a while myself of, you know, hey, get the next certification. It's worth an extra, you know, $8,000 a year on your salary. So, you know, you're in there trying to get your, well, oh, I, I don't even remember the acronyms now, but there's 50 of them, you know, <laughs> 
for building yeah, servers yeah, yeah. or Microsoft certifications. And I was in that there world for go. a while, there the last go. real jobs that I had. <laughs> yeah. I want to re- yeah, I want to revisit go. something before you jump through your to your story because you know you're kind of maxing out your your salary. You're not your heart's not in it. I hear you, man. Well, but I want to go back to something that you just said before a couple minutes ago. I've been listening, but my my mind kind of paused there because you said you were you asked a lot of questions, and you next thing you said was that you were kind of rebellious. I've actually got a book that's not written, but I'm working on it, and it's all the things I had to unlearn in order to succeed in business mm-hmm. and in life, basically. When one yeah. of those things that we're taught, and I, I want to congratulate you on your rebellion, it's not necessarily, rebellion can be a very bad thing. It depends on what you're rebelling against, right? But you are rebelling against that, those voices, among other things. One of the things you rebelled against that was good was those voices that were saying, stop asking so many questions. Just learn the curriculum and pass the test. Be a good student, and that's all we need from you. You rebelled against that, and that's good. An entrepreneur needs that. We've taken our kids to museums before, for example. During the middle of the day, we homeschooled our kids. So we'd be, we'd be there, and there'd be other kids there, but they're, you know, and they're kind of spread out doing their thing. But inevitably, this happened on a couple occasions. The homeschool kids stood out for one reason when we're going through the, the tour, because they were the ones that were just asking all kinds of questions without their parents prompting them. And they didn't have this worksheet that they had to check the boxes. They were just genuinely curious. And our kid right. would ask question after question after question. And, and I was even presenting one time and someone asked me, and they, it was a group of about 30 people. Someone asked a question and then immediately they had another follow-up question. And then a third question on top of that, without hesitating or without even feeling like it was inappropriate, they were just like, hey, you know, he's here, we're engaging, let's ask questions. And I said, you were homeschooled, weren't you? He's like, how'd you know? <laughs> like, because you were never taught out of necessity. And you know, right. you're going to teach 30 kids in a classroom. You're going to have to limit and cut off questions. And no one wants to be that kid that's, dominating the whole class because you're asking all these questions, right? So you learn very quickly, don't ask questions, but you rebelled against that. So that was a long way of me saying, congratulations for holding on to that and questioning and asking and discover, you know, the love of learning. That's the greatest gift. Yeah. uh, Yeah. I I continue to do so. Like I, I always ask questions of, uh, you know, is this really right? Or is this, you know, right, the right way to go? And I, I'm, that's just my personality. I, yeah. I don't just take yes and go with it. Well, <laughs> I think you have to pound that out of kids. You know, that's unfortunate. I think kids have that and you'll have it your whole life unless it's pounded out of you because right. kids are by nature curious. They'll ask the same question multiple times until we teach them to stop doing that. There's no reason to stop doing right. that. So I, I just right. wanted to throw that out there, a little free content, you know, congratulations to you, to your parents for allowing you to continue to, to, to be that curious you know, asking a hundred questions a day kind of kid that those people make the best entrepreneurs. That's the best thing you can pull out of education is, you know, that curiosity. Yeah. Let's yeah. keep discovering. They, they certainly, yeah. They certainly allowed me to ask the questions. I'm not sure they enjoyed it too much, but, you know. <laughs> sure. but no one, you didn't let it get driven out of you. So kudos, man. Good job. Good job. Good job. Okay. So you're in your job you, about four years in, I think you said you're kind of starting to yeah, I was, salary scales. Mm-hmm. I was, I, I kind of peaked out and, uh, you know, for me, uh, although, um, you know, money is, it's a, a very, uh, good motivator. It, it's not the only thing that motivates me. I desire growth in what I do and the growth is what really fuels my work ethics. And, and, and it, it just always needs to grow and being at a point where it's like, uh, I can't really grow anymore. Like I can't grow unless I move on to a different position, which is in management. And you know how that goes uh, with management now. I had really had a choice to make. Either I was going to go back to school and get some more degrees, 
or I am going to have to run a business and, and grow my own way. And uh, you know how I feel about option A already. Right. Uh, I don't, I don't mean, uh, there's no way I'm going back to school, right? So I had the opportunity to uh, start a business with a, a partner. And um, we ran that for eight years, or at least I did for eight years, very successfully. It brought you know, all of the, um, the things you kind of uh, wish and want in, in you know, like the financial success. And uh, we did very well for ourselves. But again, that, that rebellious curiosity, right? It, it's just, it was something wasn't right. I, I wasn't happy. And it, uh, towards the end, it got to the point where I, it was like, oh man, it's Monday again. <laughs> You know, and then Friday was like the happiest day. And then Saturday, Sunday went by way too quick. And that's, that's not a good place to be. Yeah. That is definitely a red flag. Mm -hmm. No matter what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. And, um, I really had to kind of step back and think about it because when I wanted to open a business, it was not just for the growth and for the finance. I mean, that's kind of a given, but I wanted several things out of business, which was like, complete autonomy in decision-making. I wanted a business that worked for me, not the other way around. I thought I would be more free as a business owner, like free of uh, location, just, just more free. And it was actually quite the opposite. It, towards the middle, I just basically realized I replaced my corporate desk job with another corporate desk job. Hmm. And except this time I own the desk. That's, that's the only difference. And alongside owning the desk, I own like a hundred other desks that I'm responsible for. All kinds of uh, employee responsibilities that I had to do. And I felt very trapped, very chained to that business. I couldn't, like, uh, I hardly took vacations where I don't really enjoy vacations in general. But when I was on vacations, I didn't really, I just was kind of hurrying to get back because there was just so much stuff to do, right. um, you know? So you know, it took a lot to, you know, finally decide to, to, to step away because it was kind of at this point, it was kind of a, a part of my identity. You know, people known me for running this business successfully and, and that kind of thing. Your and reputation, it was, uh, yeah. yeah, you had a track record. Yeah. Reputation. So how, how long are, were you in the job when, or sorry, in your own business when this started happening? We kind of <laughs> eight years, eight years for eight years. So four years in a corporate career, eight years running your own business. And mm -hmm. for people who've never ran their own business before, they think, well, running a business is running a business. It, there's different flavors, different types, different stress levels. You know, it, it's all about serving your end customer. Well, it could be a business or it could be a, you know, a consumer, mm -hmm. but the premise is the same. You got to profitably yeah. serve well, but some businesses are very high stress. There, you know, there's no flexibility. You've, you've got to work during the day or you got to work during the night. You know, there's just different models out there. And it's never been the work that bothered me. It was more about the lack of freedom. Sure. It was just one of those type of business that there was no way I could ever step away from it. It just requires so much of me in it. And uh, even though we scaled and we hired a ton of people, but it was just not, it was such a complicated business model that there's no cruising in that business. Like it, it yeah. it's, it's ready to hit an iceberg at any point in time. So we, it's all hand, you know, hands on deck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of moving parts. Um, mm -hmm. So it took a lot of prayers and, and that kind of thing, because like I said, it was part of my identity at this point. But finally, uh, you know, I got my answer that, uh, all right, it's time to go. You know, I sold the business or my shares of the business. And, um, you know, I, all in all, I exited very well. 
it left me in a good place for, for me and the family uh, so that I can start the next chapter, which kind of leads, uh, leads up to where we're at now is um, after I left, I took about kind of two and a half months to reset because um, I've, I've just been completely burnt at this point, burnt out. So I took about two and a half months to reset and really think about what did I want to do next. You know, I'm one of the fortunate people, I guess, that, um, you know, is in the position where, okay, I don't have to go back and scramble and get a corporate job or whatever. You know, I ended up, well, I had no idea what I wanted to do. I mean, my, my, uh, my sister, one and only sister, you know, called me and said, hey, what are you going to do? I have no idea. I have no idea what I'm going to do. Wow. Um, Interesting place but, to be in. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Unusual, yeah. But uh, place at your age, right? Mm-hmm. To have successfully yeah. sold up the business and just not sure what you're going to do next. You know, in some ways, people yeah. may be envious of that position. In other ways, you had to be thinking, okay, I've just done 12 years of something and it's paid the bills, but my heart's not in any of it. You know, what am I going to do here? Right, right. And um, I was saying I, I didn't know what I was going to do, but I knew a lot about what I didn't want to do. So I had a, I had a filter for sure. And I, I kind of named some of that filter. I wanted full autonomy mm-hmm. of decision making. I wanted freedom of location. I didn't want to be chained to a desk at any point in time. Like if I want to be there, I, I would be there. Otherwise, I don't want to be you know, behind a computer for you know, <laughs> all day, every day. You know, I wanted that, um, that same... I guess, opportunity to be financially successful. I didn't want to just do any, but those are some of the requirements that I had. So I started brainstorming. I was like, okay, what, what, what fits that mold? And uh, I was going through the list. I was like, oh, maybe I'll buy something. Now, maybe I'll buy a brick and mortar or something. And then that was like a quick no, <laughs> like, nope, nope, that's not going to work. So the next thing was, um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm an IT savvy guy. Maybe I'll, uh, I'll uh, start a... Um, a SaaS company and, you know, a software as a service company or something, I'll, I'll do that. But it didn't take long either to realize, you know, you don't build software that is highly successful by yourself. You're going to have to hire some engineers. You're going to eventually have to hire customer service, sales yeah. reps, you know, yeah. go to all kinds of conferences. And you're back where you were. Uh, you know, yeah. Yeah. Right back where I was. Nine so to like, five. Yeah. With personnel yeah. issues and uh-huh. HR department and <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that kind of sparked a little light bulb that says, huh, you know, I think whatever it is I want to do has to be online, right? Because one of my requirements is I don't want to be dependent on my location. I want to be able to work anywhere I want. Sure. So sparked a little light bulb. And still, I have no idea what I was going to do. So I, I thought, huh, maybe I can, you know, start some kind of... Um, you know, website, build up an audience or something that like that. Maybe eventually I can sell some products after, you know, building, uh, you know, an audience and their trust level and whatever, you know, something helpful, some kind of digital product, you know, right? Something like that. But it was just kind of rabbit trailing at this point. And, you know, but then I was like, do I really want to not make money for about three years? <laughs> you know, <laughs> just building a website and building the audience, that takes a while, you know, and building a product that somebody actually wants, that takes a while. So, but I was like, well, this is the best idea I got right now. So let's, let's roll with it for, for a day or two. So I was on a, an appointment and um, Houston's big. So it, it's like everywhere it takes an hour to, to drive. So I was driving and I'm a big fan of podcasts. I listened to a lot of podcasts over the years, a lot of different types of subject matters. So I was like, okay, let's look up keyword research. Uh, let's type in my podcast app, keyword research, and see what comes up because I'm going to need to know some of this if I'm going to start a website. And uh, 
somehow your podcast came up in the selection list of keyword research. And what's more interesting is why did my thumb tap on that, <laughs> your show for, for keyword research for, for websites? Your show came up and it was a specific episode where you were talking about the uh, proven performance inventory regarding uh, how all of these expensive tools have no idea about uh, keyword search volumes. And the only way to know is uh, paying Amazon for sponsored ads. Yeah. And I kept listening and again, had absolutely nothing related to what I was searching for. But I kept listening for some reason, and, uh, and, and I, I can attribute it to maybe one of two things. is either you just have this golden, captivating voice that I couldn't leave, or... I doubt that. Uh, you know, <laughs> God, God was nudging me to, to, to pay attention, right? Let's go with that one. Far more yeah, likely. I think so. Far more likely. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. So, uh, like I said, I had an hour to burn. I kept listening to this thing. Again, absolutely no interest in... in and you know what you were talking about at the point at the time after I was done with my appointment, I had uh, again an hour back to listen to, and then usually with podcast apps, it, it just rolls on to the next episode, right? It stays on the same show but rolls on to the next episode. So another episode, you were talking about um, replans, and at this point, I had no idea what a replan was. You know, I had some familiarity with Amazon because back in the uh, when I was running the business, I actually had interest in running an Amazon business, and I even purchased a course from. You know, I don't know where it was, but I, I purchased a course, and uh, of course, if you uh, you purchase any course out there, you know, you know what they're teaching, Jim. Um, Private label, exactly. And going through that course, and I was what? I have to fly to China or, or no, I have to, to, to find a sourcing agent and then I have to yeah, get all these moments. expensive tools. Yeah. Yeah. You know how it goes, right? All this stuff. And I quickly realized that, you know, this is way too complicated for somebody that really knows nothing about Amazon to dive into. Like, so I just kind of pushed that aside and like, Oh no, I guess Amazon's not for me. So I, I listened to your, your, your one episode about replens and I was like, hmm, what is this replens thing? I've heard of online arbitrage. I've heard of retail arbitrage. I've heard of private label. I have never heard of replens. What is this replens thing? And it, it was one of the episodes where it was just you. And uh, <laughs> to be honest, after, the, after listening to that episode, I still had no idea what a replens was. Sure. Um, so I Googled it. I was like, all right, let's find out what this re like. This is where my curiosity kicks in, right? And I'm like, all right, let, let's find out what this replens thing is. So I just type in the word replens in Google and it says uh, replenishable. And I was like, oh, so he's talking about toilet paper, selling toilet paper or uh, <laughs> something like that, right? right? And then it was like, all right, no, he can't be talking about selling toilet paper. Let's go back and listen to some more episodes. So I kept listening and um, you uh, you start explaining more about what replans was. So I, I, I listened and uh, I was like, oh, so oh, so it's actually replans is actually doing like, you know, RA and OA. That's what it is. It's just that it's just a, a slightly different tweak to it where, you know, essentially you just, just buy it over and over again and, and it's not on sale and you just keep buying it again and again uh, and being able to sell it to different people. So I was like, I was thinking to myself, I was like, because, you know, with the uh, Amazon, you're always like, uh, it's kind of like baked into your mind. Like, nah, you, you want to do private label. You don't want to do this RAOA stuff. You know, that's, yeah. that's no fun. Well, a few um, hundred million dollars have been spent marketing that message. So the vast majority of time when someone's kind of new and they say, hey, I want to start an Amazon business. 
And I think I know what I'm going to do. I know what they're about to say next. You know, I, I only have one question. Have you been hanging out on YouTube? And if they say yes, I know exactly what your plans are. And I know you have a 90 to 95% chance of failure because you think you're going to go launch your own private label on Amazon. And many people do, but the vast majority yeah. of people don't. They run out of money and motivation and months on the calendar before they actually get something rocking. But they're motivated because there are some really good success stories out there. Uh, it's kind of like, you know, people who buy lottery tickets buy them because they heard that success story. They not, they're not paying attention to the odds. They're just, wow, that guy did it. So maybe I can win $10 million playing the lottery too. And so millions of people play the lottery hoping to win and don't. Your odds are a little better with private label, obviously, but uh, it's still a good chance of failure. Uh, and that, and that's yeah. if, you know, that, that just started about eight years ago. Before that, people saw Amazon as the next iteration of eBay, meaning you can sell just about anything there. Go find profitable products and sell them. But the private label revolution came along. And like I said, a bunch of money was thrown in there because it was a model. You know, just to pull back the curtain a little bit for you, Kang, on this industry, I've been doing this 20 years. You know a model is going to get popular if it has a few different features. Not that there's going to be a lot of success stories, but a lot of people will buy the course. I can see it coming a mile away. I could do courses like this all day where it's a big win for those who win, but it's 30 steps to get there. Those courses sell so great because by the time someone's taken 18 or 20 steps of the 30, most people are going to drop out and not ask for a refund because they're going to blame themselves, right? Or it's going to take them six months to get through the 30 steps. And who's going to ask for a refund six months into a process? Very few people. So the people who make those courses learn very quickly and know, wow, if I can just kind of keep them inching forward, feeling like they're making progress for 60 days or more, I've got them. Yeah. They're past the refund period. They're not going to blame me. They're going to blame themselves for not being smart enough, good enough, motivated enough, whatever. And so your refund rate is going to be fairly low because it's a long process with a supposed big payout at the end. And it works for some people enough to keep people interested in buying the courses. So those kind of courses do very well. We've never sold that kind of course. We like to see people putting money in the bank within a couple of weeks with everything we do. Yeah. We hold our, yeah. our own fire. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, have you noticed ever uh, those, those guys who sell those courses always stand in front of a Lamborghini or something? <laughs> oh, right. Piles of cash, Lamborghinis, girls in bikinis, beach, you know, that stuff. We don't do any of that stuff. I mean, it, that, that appeals to the lizard brain. But I've, you know, one of my, I, I talk to, I love talking marketing at a higher level with people. And those guys, you know, I'm not going to call them out and say, hey, you're doing it wrong. But if you aim your marketing at fools, you're going to have an audience of those people. That's who your audience is going to be. Like, what kind of audience do you want? We aim our marketing at leaders, at mature, thoughtful people. And that's what we end up with as an audience of really good, high quality people. Instead of an, an audience of people who every time a, you know, a squirrel runs by, shiny light, they're like, oh, you know, oh, opportunity, oh, new opportunity, oh. Some people love that. They buy every course that we launch. Like, we don't want that. We have no need for that. We want, it, we want an audience of successful leaders. That's what we've been building mm -hmm. for 20 years. That's what we have. Yeah, yeah. And, and, that's, um, and that's where, you know, uh, after listening to this thing and, and being so curious, I just like... I want, to, I want to know more. It was, it's funny where, where sometimes you're listening to a recorded podcast and it, it kind of speaks back to you. Um, I think uh, actually through you, I've, I've found you know, the, the uh, teachings of uh, Rabbi Lappin 
And uh, I listened to him as well. And uh, he said this one thing where he, uh, it, it kind of, yep. <laughs> I read this it. book right here. For those watching on YouTube, <laughs> I, I just held up a copy of his book, Business Secrets from the Bible. I reference it all the time. Mm-hmm. Yep. Favorite business book. And uh, he, he, he mentioned this one thing where it's actually, it, uh, it kind of resonates with what I'm about to say is that uh, he says that when he's speaking to a crowd, it's like he's speaking to every, everyone. But when he's speaking into a podcast, he's speaking directly to you uh, as a person. Mm-hmm. One person. And it's funny how, you know, when you were talking about RA and OA, and I, I'm like talking back to you <laughs> in a recording, and I'm like, oh, Jayla, I'm not, I don't want to do RA, OA. That's like bottom level stuff. I don't want to go hunt stuff down and, and sell it. And literally, you were speaking back to me, and you were saying, All right, I know what you're thinking. You want to do the private label stuff and everything you listen on YouTube, but l- let me tell you, that is not where you start. Right? <laughs> so, because I've heard just it so funny. many, just so many times. I've talked people off yeah. that cliff. Yeah, yeah it's, it's funny, but uh, they're already ten or twenty thousand dollars into the process, and they're saying. I'm not convinced this is going to work. I think I need to spend another twenty or $30,000 to juice this thing. And then I need to learn how to do pay-per-click marketing. And then I need to hire a you know, mar- you know, marketing agency. And I was like, oh my goodness, how about we put some money in the bank and revisit this later? <laughs> exactly, exactly. So there's been many episodes where it kind of literally, you were just speaking directly to me. And uh, after some kind of uh, um, me speaking to you and you were kind of rebuttal, like it would actually be like an instant rebuttal. Uh, it's funny how, how these things work. So I listened to it and I said, okay, RA, OA, okay, maybe there's something there. But then um, still wasn't sold yet. But then I, I went home and I kind of thought about it a second. And I was like, wait a minute. I know I want to do something online, right? And... I want something that makes money, not in three years, but now. And freedom of location. Yeah, that checks the box. Freedom to make any choice I want. Yeah, that checks the box. Why not give this thing a shot? Right? It checks all my boxes that I wanted. So I kept listening. I, I went back to the show. I kept listening. This is now where I'm actually paying attention. And you start talking about the proven Amazon course. And you can't help but not be a skeptic these days of things sold online, right? Yeah. <laughs> you kind of have to be, right? So I was like, all right, let's, let's look up this proven Amazon course. What, what is this about? Is there going to be another guy in, you know, with a Lamborghini behind him? Like, let, let's see what, what this is about. <laughs> if you Google Jim Cockrum or proven Amazon course or anything like that, it, I couldn't find a single negative thing about you guys. So I was like, kind of hard to find, right? I mean, you can always find something negative about something. And then on top of that, I was like, okay, well, let's click on this link. Let's see what, what he's selling. Is this like another $6,000 course? What's going on here? And you click on it and it's like $29.99. I'm like, okay, kind of a no brainer, right? At least give it a shot. Click on it, buy it and try it out. It's like, you know, a couple of hamburgers, you know? So I, I purchased the proven Amazon course and I'm sure this is not the a unique reaction, you click on it and like, all right, what do I watch? There's like, you know, 30, 40 things in here. <laughs> I don't even know what to watch. Um, but I recall Jim saying, hey, start with replans. This is where you need to start and, and do that. So I went through the course and I was like, you know what, let me brush up on Amazon. I haven't touched Amazon for a while and I know about pay-per-click and all kinds of these other complicated stuff. But, you know, I, it's, it's been a few years. So watched the Amazon 101 course. 
just to kind of get a feel for it again and, and, you know, get all the terminologies and things down. And, and meanwhile, I'm still listening to the podcast. And I got to a point where I was really into it. I, I, I said, okay, I think this is the right thing to do. And I, I always consult with my wife and say, all right, you know, I think this is the right path. What do you think? And she's like, you know, if you, if you think it's a good move, then, you know, go for it. I like you being at home anyways. You know, I don't like you being away. And this is, you know, by this time I've been at home for like two and a half months, right? So she, she's, she's enjoying my company. I'm using that home this much. So she's like, I, I love you being at home. Like if you can make it work and then, you know, you can, you know, provide for the family, then, then go for it. So I thought, okay, I think I'm serious about this. I think I'm, I might do coaching. I, I might do coaching because I, I, you know, I don't know how complicated this model is. I've watched a few of the courses. It looks fairly simple. But if I'm going to take this seriously and, 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 you know, make something out of it, um, I want some help. I don't want to do it by myself. Sure. And I asked my wife again about it again. And she was like, how much is it? I was like, I have no idea. So I'll find out, you know, again, back to the research, right? All right. How much is this going to cost me? Is this going to cost me like a $20,000 mastermind? Like, what is this thing? You know, Google research. I even uh, like, um, private message some people and you know again nothing negative comes up and other the only thing i didn't know is okay how much is this, this going to cost me but nevertheless you know, who cares it's a phone call you know pick up the phone call and find out and then during this time I, I listened to the podcast and i stumbled upon the first episode of oscar matumbo's episode and to this day, I, in, in all of my Facebook uh, posts, I still thank Oscar because he's the one that really got me going. Yeah. Um, you, know, you know, you listen to this guy that is so genuine and so like humble. I talked to him just that, yesterday. He's getting ready to quit his job, write his last <laughs> check to pay off his house. It's a nice house because he had a good career, career going, but he's earning multiple times more from his Amazon business than his engineering career. Uh, so mm -hmm. he's going full time and he, he's freeing up, you know, he's the guy that had two hour commute in the morning, a two hour commute in the evening. And he was, he put $30,000 of sales up in this first, uh, was it 60, 90 days? Yeah, it's exactly. incredible. And, and they've, they, you know, they're closing on a million dollar year while he's working full time. It's just mm -hmm. the two of them. So it, mm -hmm. incredible, motivating. It's in he's, he's hustle and mindset. And yeah, just an awesome guy. It has a great conversation with him just yesterday. One of our you know, awesome success story coaching students for sure. So I'll have to stick that in the show notes. And just for the listener's sake, any links we mentioned, silentgym.com. If you go to that page, go to this episode, you'll see all the links to resources, the Proven Amazon course, Oscar's episode. Uh, he's had a couple of them now and I, we're going to have another one here when he goes full-time too, but... Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. sure he'll, he'll like uh, do 10 times as much as much as that guy works. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, I listen to this guy and he's has, he has so much more disadvantages than me. You know, he has a full-time job, you know, for those who haven't listened to the episode, he, he had to drive an Uber to get startup, startup capital. You know, he, he hustles, he works nonstop. And, you know, and it's basically one of those where it's like, all right, Jim, either you, you hired a really good actor here or all of these people are that are either all of these people who are showing up here are real success stories because listening to this guy, Oscar, I mean, he deserves to win an Oscar if he's an actor, right? So exactly. Yeah. I'm not that good. So, at uh, yeah. And never mind yeah. the fact that that's completely illegal. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so I listened to that episode and, and he's, he also got coaching and, and um, he talked about his experience and why he did it. And, and it kind of, you know, it was very similar to what I was looking for. I just want to get started fast. I want to avoid all the mistakes and I want to, to get going. You know, I don't want to spend 14 hours researching what printer to use, you know, or I, I could find out, but I don't want to. Sure. So I, I talked to my wife again. I was like, all right, this, uh, I, I just spoke to the coaching group and, um, you know, uh, this is how much it's going to cost and, and, and whatnot. It's very, very doable. Like it's not a $20,000 mastermind. It's very doable. And, you know, I think I, I really want to go at this. And she said, yeah, go for it. So my very first coaching session, my coach, I said, uh, all right, I'm ready to get started. I, I got my Amazon account going to, you know, get going. I've watched all the videos because I don't want to waste any of coaching time talking about go watch the videos. I watched all of them already. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I said, hey, can you send me a list of things to get me started? You know, materials, printer, which printer to buy, which label to buy, what, uh, whatever. And uh, literally right after that coaching session, within 10 minutes, she sent me an entire list that would have probably taken me two weeks to compile, you know, which labels to buy and printers and, and you know, where to buy and what boxes to use and what to bubble wrap, where to buy that. And, you know, it's just a, a ton of things, how to get ungated and just a, a bunch of stuff that, you know, it was almost worth the price of admission at that point. I mean, how much is your time worth? Right? Just one session you're saying was worth the <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and That's what she, we like to hear. And she mentioned, hey, uh, go get your resale certificate. And I, I never resold anything before. You know, you figured, hey, that would be a, a common sense thing to do, right? But if, I mean, if it took me six months to realize that, how much tax have I would have spent? You know? sure. Yeah. Yeah. So you can buy tax so, exempt. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just like these little things that just kind of like get you going quickly. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I definitely recommend that, uh, the, the coaching uh, group. It's been very, very good for me. Well, thank you. For that. I didn't realize you were a coaching student until you, till you shared that, but I was just told that this is a rough estimate, but we've been doing coaching for 16 years. And my coaching director was telling me, I said, we've had to have coached a couple thousand people at this point. Was, I was just kind of guessing because I've never actually never seen the number. And he said, dude, more like 7,000. I'm <laughs> like, you've got to be kidding me. He's like, yeah. So when you, when you search our coaching program or you Google and you spend some time researching and you find literally zero complaints about our coaching program, that's pretty impressive. You know, I, I'm starting to take some pride in that, but that's because we don't let just anyone in as well, King. And so, you know, that's one of the things we do is you obviously were qualified and we could tell you had the funds, the motivation, the time, you know, the intelligence, for lack of a better way to be kind. Some people calling you is like, you, you're going to need to be able to <laughs> know how to turn on your computer and get on the internet. <laughs> I don't think you're a good candidate for this. <laughs> you know, uh, there's people who just aren't ready yet for whatever reason, and, and we don't coach them. We won't coach them. And, and that's why I think we have such a tremendous success rate. You know, we've, you can dig far enough and find a couple people that maybe have complained about our sales process. They don't like that we called them back two hours later than we said we would or whatever, you know, that kind of thing. But as far as our actual students, I'm very proud of our reputation in the industry. And uh, there's no one that's been doing this as long as we have. E-commerce coaching, we are the top of the mountain. <laughs> Just 16 years is a long time to be coaching under the same brand in this industry. Yeah. It just doesn't happen. So very proud of that. Yeah. And I'm excited that you've had a good good uh, experience as well, it sounds like. Although I, we haven't heard any numbers yet, I'm excited to get into that part of your story for sure. 
Yeah, so I started basically in November, which, um, you know, as they say, there's no bad time to start, but there are definitely better times to start. (laughs) Um, But, uh, you know, being in November, there are pros and cons, right? There, you're, you're, in the midst of Q4, sending in anything FBA is almost impossible to get it checked in. So I, I went out and sourced um, basically immediately. I watched all the videos and whatnot. So I just needed some my coaching session to start. And then I went out and sourced immediately. It took me about two weeks to get enough things to make it worthwhile to send in because we just sent in like two products and, and you know all your profits are eaten up by shipping. So I, it took me about two weeks to source and find, you know, enough things to send in. And, and then by miracle, somehow they checked in my stuff really quickly. And even my coach was surprised, like, oh, wow, you, you got checked in already <laughs> in the middle of Q4. And I had my very first sale on November 25th. I still remember it. It was some cheap grocery product. It was like $8 and 60 something cents. Uh, probably made like, you know, 75 cents on there or something. But uh, I snapshot it. I was like, well. Hey, very first sale on e-commerce. Hey, good job, you know? <laughs> and uh, it didn't take long for the next couple sales to roll in. As long as my products were in Amazon's warehouse and ready to sell, it, it was selling. I mean, it, the, the crazy thing about Q4 is like, it's almost like you can just sell just about anything. That's so true. If you can get it into Which, their warehouse. Yeah. November's a little mm-hmm. late to be doing that. You know, early October is the time to be thinking, I want to be you know, that's about the last point in time where you should be sending stuff in to take full advantage of Q4. Arguably, it's you know, yeah. late summer, early fall. Yeah. To where you're yeah. really stocking up on the stuff because, yeah, Amazon just gets slammed. It's incredible. Year after year after year, they just get slammed and everything yeah. sells. It's not just Christmas mm-hmm. themed items and, and kids' toys, it's everything. Yeah. I was selling mainly food products, I wasn't right. selling toys. Right. And and it was selling. And I really didn't care. I didn't like, oh, I'm going to miss the Q4 train or whatever, Q4 sure. boat. I mean, there's, there's next Q4. Who cares? Right? I just sent in my stuff. So I just kept sending and sending and um, finding more products and sending it in. And then, um, so I ended up Q4. Let me get you some numbers here. I ended up uh, November, uh, only five days worth of sales. So I sold $245 worth of stuff in November. And in December, uh, when my things were checking in, I sold eighty about eighty four hundred dollars worth of sales. That's a good jump. Eighty <laughs> first month, eighty four hundred. That's really good. that that really is. I mean, that's hustling. Yeah, and the thing is, like I, I mentioned, I didn't care when it sold. I just kept sending stuff in. Um, sure. I don't care when it checked in. I, I didn't care. I just kept uh, go out there, source, find more stuff, send it in. And I was sending in like some of my shipments were like 20 boxes. You know, I kept finding stuff. So I didn't care when they, they checked in or say it was old. I just kept sending. So in January, I sold $49,370. That's you incredible. Know? That's really yeah. your third full... November, December, then January. We're talking yeah. 2020, November, December. Here we are in February, 2021. So we haven't finished this month out. So your third month in, you're coming close to 50 grand in sales. Yeah, I missed it by like 600 bucks. And I, I was like, I'm so mad. Like I couldn't give myself that $50,000 month badge. But that, <laughs> is, that is cranking. That's very impressive. 50 grand your third month. Just shy yeah, of that. Yeah. And what are your margins yeah. on that? Do you happen to know offhand? 
I do. So my, I'm kind of a nerd. So um, if I confuse anybody, I apologize. So with my ROI, I, I weigh, it's a weighted ROI. I don't just take the average of everything because you can sell one book for 4,000, you know, percent ROI. And then that just throws sure. all your numbers off. Right. So, so kind of like, you know, how you calculate your GPA in college, uh, I weigh all my ROIs. And um, so my weighted ROI comes out to about 71%. With all products I sell, including the ones that I dump that uh, are just complete flops. So you're leaving the ones that don't sell in your, in your, mm-hmm. wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the even way, the stuff I buy, most get people calculate ROI, you're way over a hundred percent, but you're putting some weight to that on the negative side. It sounds like to me more than on the pot plus side and yeah. pulling it back down to more realistic, you know, 70% ROI is, that's incredible for, for people who don't do a lot of math, you know, that's, putting a dollar in, getting a dollar 70 out, you know, mm-hmm. right. That's, that's a great business. Absolutely. Three I mean, months you, in. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's phenomenal, man. Wow. Yeah. I mean, the model works. <laughs> so, yeah. And even so, even with the, I mean, my coach tells me I'm doing great, but even so, I think there's room for improvement there. There's, there's a lot of room to, to even grow that ROI even higher. Sure. It's just that I don't, um, I, I kind of, call it, I don't know what I, uh, what it's really is, but I kind of call it this myself just to kind of keep me sending stuff in is I, I just kind of call it like the rapid replant testing model sure. <laughs> where, where, you know, some things not quite fit the checklist of the perfect product, but I test it anyways. I mean, what's mm-hmm. buying two or three of a $3 product, right? It's a, it's a small test. You know, even if it doesn't meet my ROI criteria of 40%, and maybe it's like 33%, whatever, right? If the sales velocity is fast enough, meaning it, the keep a graph looks very, you know, it looks like it's dropping 10 or more, zigzaggy. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. I test it. Um, even if it's, you know, if it doesn't quite hit the, you know, fit the bill, I send it in. Because the thing that I've learned is you never know, you know, Keepa will yeah. tell you this, but once you send it in, a the bad one might turn out really good. Yeah, yeah one right? of my favorite replens we were looking at just this morning uh, was an item I found. And there was a couple sellers at the time when we found it. And we were expecting, based on what Keeper was telling us, to sell three to five a month, maybe, mm-hmm. at a decent ROI. And it's turned into we're the only seller. And we're selling, some days we sell three or five a day, right? You know, so we're, we're selling a good yeah. 50 to 90 a month on this thing. Yeah, uh, and keep it still exactly. says you know, fifteen or so a month. I think is what it says. So it's very safe bet typically with Keepa, whatever it's telling you. And if you don't know what Keepa is, we're not going to dive into that. But that is really the only tool you need. I think it's seventeen or nineteen dollars a month. Very cheap and expensive software to do the replens model because it tells you how often it's the most accurate tool on the market compared to any of the big expensive hundreds of dollars tools you can get. It's most accurate at telling you how many you can expect and how many times an ASIN is going to sell because it's tracking the rank. Every time the rank drops, we know at least one sale was made. It may mean 10 sales were made, but we know the rank dropped, at least one sale was made. If it went from ranked 10,000 to ranked 5,000, that means it's something sold. And it tracks that better than anyone. So that's why we love Keepa. Just for that feature alone... It's an extremely powerful tool. And it's the only place you can get that information. No one else tracks it as, as well as they do. Uh, right. So then when we say keep up, that's what we're talking about. And I'll stick a link in the show notes for that as well. Right. And and the inverse of that is true as well. So a lot of items where the keep a graph is just the most beautiful thing you ever looked at, 
and you sell, you send in the product. And by the time it checks in 50 people jumped on it. What do you do in that case? You know, you, let's say you send in your five or 10 test items and it looks like, you know, everyone's all over it and the price is kind of dropping, you know, have you lost a thousand dollars? Have you lost $5,000? No, you've broke even, or you've lost 10 bucks, maybe depending on what you paid for the, for the product. Right. And plus a little bit of your time. You're testing constantly knowing your worst case scenario are these little break even tiny losses maybe and your best case scenario are these amazing new 50, 100, $500 a month income streams. Yeah. And the reason that I believe in just this rapid testing is just sending in as many products as you can find is that you never know. And the worst case scenario is my money back. You you get almost all, if not all your money back. That's right. I have not lost a dime on a product. It's the mm-hmm. approach of someone who has a little capital. They're not afraid. It's like, okay, this $30 experiment has to work. You know, and there's people in that position and I get it. You want to be very careful. But if you've got a little yeah. capital, if you're even close to like, eh, I don't know if I should test this or not, test it. Your worst mm-hmm. case scenario is you drop the price, you take a little hit and you don't sell any more of it, right? Yeah, so, and um, if you're, really, yeah, if you're really scared, just buy one, you know? Yeah. Buy one, see what happens. That's right. So on these tests that you do that are kind of marginal, like, I don't know if I want to do this or not, but you do it anyway. What's Mm -hmm. your hit miss ratio on those off the top of your head? And it's, which I'm imagining is going to be pretty close. Uh, It's about 70%. 70% turns out well, 30% dump them. That's Uh, incredible. See, I've never asked that question of someone else before. And there's not many people who play the game the way that you're playing it right now. Uh, Most people, we kind of train the conservative model right? Uh, We want you ideally making a profit on about 90 to 95% of everything you send in. But if you're going to play around in that, oh, you know, this looks like it might have a shot and you're going to grab those two, you know, the best I would expect typically is like a 50-50, but you've got a 70-30 going on that area. And so that's tremendous, but it just tells you how wide, you know, what I just heard, you know, the lesson in what you just said is, you can be throwing a lot wider net than you're throwing with replens right now mm-hmm. and still winning big on some of these. Like I'll grab, I'm not afraid. Like one of the ones that would be a margin call for me, Kang would be there's only three or four sales a month on something and there's already two sellers yeah. on it. Mm-hmm. I'll go ahead and grab no, a couple. Yeah. No, like I mentioned, like I mentioned, I look at more of the sales velocity than yeah. I do the profit margins, because yeah. like I mentioned, the profit margins, you never know, right? You, you can, mm-hmm. it could be great today, but tomorrow you send it in and a bunch of people jump on it and then the price tanks. Yeah. But the velocity is what you care about is because you don't want a product sitting there for six months. And right. if I have to dump this product at zero margin, at least I know it sells. Yeah. So you know, there's a lot of eyeballs. If there's a lot of activity, there's a lot of eyeballs. But if I see mm-hmm. a slowly increasing activity, I feel like, ah, oh, this thing's trending towards being hot. I'll grab those too. For sure. Right, right. And I, I'm not afraid of uh, increasing sellers either because, uh, again, I, I'm, I'm casting my net so wide that I have like three of these things, right? <laughs> if they don't sell, you know, I'll wait a little bit. I'll wait a little bit. And mm-hmm. then, you know, like with everything, when there's just a bunch of people selling things for no profit, they, they leave. With your model, it, you know, kind of going wide is your storage fees, right? Mm-hmm. Over time, those will start to sneak up. I mean, first, first few times you get a storage fee bill from Amazon, like, what's this? It's like, well, this is the stuff that sat here for a while, you know? So that's the other limiting factor on the other side of the, of the equation uh, that you want to keep yeah. an eye on. So if stuff starts approaching that 90 day mark and it hasn't, nothing sold, like maybe it's time to, to cash out of this one. We haven't sold any of this in 90 <laughs> days, or we've got a little bit too much of this sitting here, time to drop the price. 
my coach teaches me 90 days because that's one of the questions I asked, uh, you know, during the coaching sessions is, is, is um, what is a good seller? Like, how, how do I know how long something takes to sell to be a good seller? And right. she says, typically, if it's not 90 days and you haven't sold your stuff, then it's, it's bad. But I'm impatient. So 60 days, it's gone. <laughs> you know? That's great. I love it. Uh, but yeah, if it's 60 days and it hasn't sold, I am liquidating. I mark it down to 0% ROI in my uh, my repricer and it's gone. I have not lost a dime on any product. I get my money back, essentially. Um, that's awesome. So, wow, that's pretty powerful. Because yeah. you're testing so small. And mm-hmm. yeah, you, you when you drop your price down, you're just dropping it back to where you're breaking even and get rid of it mm-hmm. if you need to. Yeah. And I mean, this is not a complicated business model, is it? And (laughs) the other thing I love too, is I think a lot of people are going to relate to you on the fact that, I mean, you've run, how big did your, your, that eight year uh, entrepreneurial journey, how big did that business get? What kind of numbers were you juggling there? Uh, Nine figures. Yeah. Five figure business. I I like to tell people don't believe the hype is uh, it doesn't matter how big your sales number is. It's what you take home that matters. Um, oh, of course. Business, I mean, you were, you were, now help me five figures isn't, you know, what you talk monthly. We did nine figures. A oh, year, you said, a year. I, okay. Annual. I thought you said five and I'm like, <laughs> nine, <laughs> nine, nine <laughs> figure. I was expecting yeah. an eight, you know, for this no. kind of talk. Okay. No, we did nine figures. That's, but you know, that's a hundred million dollar business. Plus. Mm-hmm. And it, it was a it was a very complicated model. We had to hire so many people. We had to invest so much in IT. It was like by the end of the day, it was like how much is really flowing into my pocket, you know? Yeah. Well, contrast uh, contrast the the pace, the churning of your stomach, the confidence, just you know your sad overall satisfaction with the best part of that model during that eight year run. Like where were you? You know, think about that best month you had for a second and contrast that with where you're at right now, four months into this. Now, you're not two years in, things could change, but if I'm projecting the the course that you're on, I mean, you're sitting on some pretty incredible numbers working all that meets all those qualifications that you laid, laid out, the autonomy, flexibility, go anywhere in the world. You know, you can systemize this. You, if you figured out by now, you can hire shoppers and preppers. Maybe you haven't yet, but you can, and that's easily done. It's not a high skill position to do either either of those things. So contrast yeah, what you got here with what you had there. I firmly believe that within a year and a half of uh, what I'm doing now, with the plans I, I have for scaling and and um, just just based on my experience now, I believe that within a year and a half, I will outpace my previous business in in the money that will come into my pocket, mm. essentially, um, in about a year and a half. That's my projections. If, if it happens, if it happens. You know, I mean, like that point, and what is your role in the business at that point? Right, you, right. And, you know, while, while we're on margins, my again, my weighted gross margins are about 28% for products. That's and phenomenal. after net out everything like you net out every single thing mm-hmm. the software boxes tapes and like everything i'm still netting about 23 percent, which is just amazing compared to what i used to do i mean yeah before, oh for sure typically when you deal with businesses with large numbers the margins are very slim yes and you know with this business it's like it's almost like you know i guess i'm fortunate to have experienced it where i don't really chase big numbers anymore I mean, mm-hmm. big numbers get eyeballs and big numbers get you on, you know, podcasts, but sure. yeah, it's the margins that really count. And it reminds me a bit of a guy that I had on here uh, a while back that was doing a drop shipping business at a high level, 
I think he had tens of thousands of different ASINs and mm-hmm. was running this, you know, eight figure Amazon dropship business, but his margins, I mean, and just churning constantly, chasing off competitors, adding new products, you know, running out of inventory and getting warnings from Amazon. It's just a terrible, terrible model that doesn't scale dropshipping. Yeah. Uh, and he, he's like, the best advice I can give anybody who's considering dropshipping is don't do it. The numbers are huge and impressive, but the, the, the margin and what you get at the end of the day, like some months it's break even and you've just churned hard and paid your team and brought in a bunch of products, but you haven't made anything. And that's the beauty of the replens yeah. model is it's impossible to end up with that result because nothing gets in the door unless it's going to make you money or worst case, break even. Right. And um, that's what I will you know, focus on as I go in this, this business is that um, you know, I want to grow, but I want to grow carefully. I don't, wanna, I don't want big numbers just to have big numbers. I focus on what I bring home, you know, to the family. So, so I think there's room for improvement. Um, even though my coach says, Hey, you're doing good. Stop being so hard on yourself. But, uh, I think, <laughs> I oh, think, oh. uh, after, so right now it's, it's basically like, I'll try anything and everything, but it'll get to the point where, you know, I can be a little bit picky and then say, ah, I don't want to, I don't want to replenish that one. That one's eh, there, you know, 25%. I don't, I don't want to replenish it. I have like a thousand SKUs or something or whatever, whatever the number is. I can be a little bit more picky and selective and, and really focus in on higher margin stuff. There are just so many other techniques. I mean, I mean, the proven Amazon course is, is just a library of things, you know, bundling and, and, you know, wholesaling and all kinds of stuff that you can just yeah. really get into. You just, you've just um, dipped your toe in the water and you're, you got a $50,000 a month business. <laughs> yeah. I'm an Amazon baby. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you really are, but you're on a tremendous path. Yeah, you've, you've uh, got a lot of options for diversifying your income. You know, as it could, you could do consulting, you can do, you know, help brands get onto the platform, all kinds of directions mm-hmm. you could go with your ability to build and scale. I'm excited to see, you know, what role you have as a leader in the community in some fashion. Yeah, and, it, and it's not a complicated model. I mean, I, I can yeah. see why you guys recommend us start here because yeah. it makes money right away. You don't have to wait. Yes. It's amazing. And it's so easy. I mean, I really could condense it down to about maybe 30 minutes of training. That's, that's really all it takes. I binge watched the replens course in about two days, but you know, really about 30 minutes is all you need. <laughs> if you we know? were riding an elevator and you had about 45 seconds of my time to convince me and tell me, not convince me, let's say I'm convinced already, but you're going to tell me what, what is a replen and how's this work? Describe the replens business model from your from your vantage point? So a replenishable is a product that you can sell over and over. And a lot of people confuse it with a cons- on a consumer standpoint where they're thinking toilet paper like I did, right? It's something that I have to buy over and over, but that you have to think it as a seller standpoint. You can sell this hammer to just about anybody and then you can sell it to another person and then to another person. That is something that is replenishable at a, pro- at a price that you can repeatedly buy. So if I, uh, you know, I don't have to wait for sales because that's not a replenishable. If, if it's pro- is profitable today and then tomorrow it goes out of sale, it's no longer profitable. I can't replenish it. So in a nutshell, that what that is what a replenish uh, a replens is. Yeah, and you just your business is reduced to a shopping list. 
right? It, mm-hmm. You send someone else shopping. Yeah. Maybe it's you, maybe it's someone else. And like, hey, here's the stuff we need. We sold one yesterday. Let's go buy one today. Send it in. Yeah. And, and just to, to, to describe how simple it was, I trained my nephew uh, a week ago on um, being my very first shopper. And uh, 15 minutes of training, here's what you do. Yep. He asked about three questions and he found me seven things in two hours. You know, yeah. <laughs> first yeah, shopping exactly. trip. <laughs> I train our shoppers. I train our shoppers in less than five minutes, you know, yeah. 15 to go through the fine tooth. But within five minutes of me do, training a shopper, I'll, I'll stop and I'll say, you're 95% trained right now. This is like when your mom gave you a grocery list and said, go buy these things. That makes sense to you, right? Okay, that's 95% of what you need to know. <laughs> you know, and, yeah. uh, and it's not hard to find the product, the ASINs either, the new listings. It's just not hard once you know what you're looking for. It's not hard. The bottleneck for us in our, in our system right now, for example, is you know, once we get the stuff in the door from the store, getting it into the boxes and out the door again to Amazon, like getting the process as smooth as we can get it there. You know, that's where the, the little improvements can be made to really sp- speed things up. Uh, and do yeah. that part well and do it right. The prepping part, right? Yeah. The prepping is harder than the, the business, which is finding profitable stuff. I mean, yeah. that's, that's um, things that you actually have to spend a little bit of time. Pretty to, crazy. To Putting it in a box is harder than finding the money on the shelves once you're doing this business right. <laughs> it's everywhere, Jim. I mean, yeah. it's like, you know, I, I hear you say it all the time. It's just money, like $100 bills floating in the air. I mean, yeah. it's in the air. And it, I know people think I'm crazy when I say that when, I first, when they first hear it. But now that you're on this side of the fence, you know, it really is pretty incredible. Think as long as I've got an internet connection, drop me anywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. I can find money. I can run my business. I could take some time off. The, the wheels are yeah. churning. Yeah. And I'm kind of fortunate that my wife likes to uh, prep because I'm terrible at it because only because of my mindset where I'm basically saying there's money out there to be, to, to go get. Yeah. And I'm stuck in this garage prepping stuff. Tape. Like I can't, yeah. I can't do it. It's, it's not about <laughs> You know, boxing, you'll be hiring a team you know. soon. That's one of the questions I asked you that we didn't really hit very well. Maybe we need to end here because this episode's going to be a pretty long one otherwise, but your story's fascinating. But okay. what do you see your team looking like six months to a year from now? Like, because it shouldn't be just still you and your wife. That model no, out no. at some point. So I, I told her the first person I would have hired would, would have been a prepper. If she didn't do it with me, it would have been a prepper because mm-hmm. I can't be in this garage while there's just money to go find out there. There's just, that's just how my mind works. I can't, I can't do it. But she said, no, let me, let me prep. Like, you know, I, I enjoy doing it for, for a while. And it's like, and I kind of warned her, I said, okay, I'm going to find so much stuff that you're going to go crazy. And then you just hire a prepper. Right. So my plan on the next couple of months is basically to hire a bunch of trainers. I need to replicate me, which is, you know, I can find products pretty fast. You know, I'm at, I'm new at this, but, you know, you throw me in an aisle, I can probably find about 10 to 15 things an hour. Yeah. And um, I need to replicate that. That's who I need to replicate. So I'm, I, I already started. I trained my nephew. I plan on kind of like working out all the kinks of, you know, like the, the, all the stuff they need to download and the security that I give them, things like that. But once I kind of iron that out, then the next, yeah, I'm just going to keep training shoppers to find me things. And uh, I kind of, I warned my wife, I said, like, hey, it's, it's going to get to the point where you're going to, you just can't do it anymore. You're going to look at a garage full of stuff and you're just going to go crazy. So you're going to have to hire somebody. <laughs> Like time to hire somebody, um, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I love what you said. I mean, you one of the things I always train on is you only do the things that only you can do, right? Constantly mm-hmm. be working yourself out of a job. That last career you had, that eight year, you know, $100 million business, 
you were struggling to work yourself out. It was like, it was all roads led to you kind of feel right. But you're starting to see where with this model, you really can work yourself out of a job. But the first, I love, you said the first person you're going to hire is someone that goes out and finds revenue spoken like a true entrepreneur, because some people, the first people they hire are the just like, ah, that's my least favorite job. So I'm going to hire someone to do that. That's not where you start. You want to get there eventually, but you want new revenue paying for that. Yeah. I mean, if you, you, you keep bringing in the revenue, that's pretty easy to hire the other stuff, right? Um, exactly. So, exactly. Mm-hmm. So find new, so that's, that's new hunters. Goal. You want new hunters <laughs> before you hire new cooks. You want new hunters, right? Uh, yeah, that's the goal. So I mean, by myself in three months, I found about um, 500 keepers. Like this is not talking about the stuff. I, 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 I closed the listing cause it's, it's, uh, it's wow. not a good product. So 500, 500 replens. Mm-hmm. Man, this interview just gets um, more interesting all the time. That's phenomenal for three yeah. months in. There's a lot yeah, of little I mean, good like blurbs I, I can grab out of this episode. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like you do the math, if you find 10 to 15 an hour, it mm-hmm. doesn't take that long to find them, no, right? Um, it really doesn't. It really doesn't. Mm-hmm. I, I even joke with my wife. I was like, hey, if you if you can let me not see your face for about a month, I'll have a thousand replays, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I can help you shape that out a little bit. You're so beautiful. It's distracting, honey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, but that's, that's spoken like a guy home. who's been married. I'm 50 now, right? I, I, I can give you a little advice in that arena, man. <laughs> yeah, I've been married for a while too. But, uh, oh, that's um, beautiful. But it, it, she sounds but, uh, awesome, man. And the fact that you guys are doing this business together—that's just another bonus. But. Um, yeah. You know what I want to uh, do, Kang? We need, we really need to wrap this episode up. I've got, I've yeah. got to run and pick my kiddo up. Actually, my son's yeah. at my warehouse working right now and he's gonna be like, Hey, where's dad pretty soon. So, uh, I gotta go do that, but I want to have you back six months or so and just hear the update because I know it's going to be phenomenal. Just, the, yeah. just how methodical and realistic and determined, uh, motivated you're doing it as a couple. There's all kinds of little lessons we could pull out of this if we went another hour, but I think I want to wait and do that six months from now and just hear where you guys are at. And I think you're right around the corner from your first $100,000 a month and then $250,000 a month. And we'll have that on the show, you know, and, and talk about it here a few months from now. And I'll say this yeah. to you and to everyone else that's listening too, is, you know, if you've got ideas on how to improve what we do around here, maybe a gap in our systems or a way to improve the way we teach or approach something, we're always looking for leaders and coaches, you know, so, you know, let us know that goes for you, Kang and the listeners as well. We've created a community where it's an open door for, for leaders. And we want you to step in and fill a gap, fill a role. Let's do this together, man. But well, I'm, I'm certainly glad we got to hang out a little bit today, buddy. That was pretty awesome stuff. Yeah. Thank you for the invite. It's, it's definitely one of those, uh, checklist goals to be on the show. Um, you know, I, I can't help but being a little bit of a fanboy there. I mean, you know, well, it's, it's maybe, you'll get over that. <laughs> Trust me, you'll get over that soon enough. And you'll start realizing that, you know, way more than I do on all kinds of stuff. And we just learn from each other, man. That's what it's about is t- yeah. taking this journey together. You never want to get so big that you're afraid to ask questions. And I've I've tried to keep uh, myself at that level and just surround myself with people smarter than me. And yeah, I certainly wasn't where you are three months in. No way. No way. So very impressive trajectory. If I could leave just one last thing for the listeners is, you know, um, if you can, don't do it alone. You know, um, coaching has been very good for me. Uh, And it's not, you know, it's it's not about the coaching that makes you you successful, but um, why do it alone if you don't have to? You know, if somebody can show you the way, 
why not just do it you know that's and, beautiful uh, yeah i mean it's been quite a quite a beautiful investment for you right mm-hmm. the, the coaching you know you, there's no way you'd be where you are now it sounds like uh, so yeah i love our coaches and we're priced right for sure it's a tremendous investment thanks for the plug i really appreciate that uh, we got some good coaches and we pay them well that's why it's not cheap but uh, yeah. certainly not overpriced that's for sure but, um, well, let me talk to the listeners for just a second, Kang, and, and uh, tell them thanks for hanging out. If you've been watching us on YouTube, you should know that most of our shows aren't on YouTube. They're audio only, so you can listen to them on your favorite podcast app and take us on the go. But uh, it, no matter where you're listening, if it's on YouTube or you're watching there, a thumbs up, a review, subscribe, that kind of stuff goes a long way towards helping us spread the word. And go to silentgym.com. If um, you want to get a notification every time we have a new ep- this episode of the show and you're not seeing those, go to silentgym.com slash updates. And that gets you the free Telegram app, which is a free app you can put on your phone and you'll get an alert each time we have a new show. So you don't miss any of the great shows like the one we had today with Kang. So, hey, thanks, Kang, for being here, man. Great job, buddy. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate your time. And to the listeners, God bless all the business building warriors. You guys are awesome. You're the best part of the show that you're why we do the show. So if you have feedback, comments, questions, send them in. Contact info is on our website. Just drop us a line. We'd love to hear from you. And we'll have another episode for you again real soon. God bless. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit silentgym.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.